Today's episode is brought to you by Dirobi. Dirobi offers a range of functional supplements that can help you with your health and wellness goals. I interviewed Dave Sherwin, the owner of Dirobi, on episode 130, and it was interesting to discuss nutritional deficiencies and how their flagship products such as Mimi's Miracle Multi and Mimi's Miracle Minerals are specially designed to fill in nutritional deficiencies such as vitamins B, D, zinc, and chromium. So check them out at dirobi.com, that's D-I-R-O-B-I.com, and use the code LOSEIT10, that's L-O-S-E-I-T-1-0, to save an additional 10% off your order. Find these great products at dirobi.com, that's D-I-R-O-B-I.com, and use code LOSEIT10 to save 10%. Losing weight to gain control. Today's episode, Using Psychology to Accomplish Your Health Goals. Welcome to today's episode of the Losing Weight to Gain Control podcast. This is Gwen Alexander, your host. And today we have a guest with us. We have Anna. And Anna is a psychologist, certified wellness coach, founder of Balance by Anna, and mother of two beautiful boys. She's driven by her own health struggles, and she is on a mission to help women feel comfortable in their body and stop the endless dieting cycles. She helps achieve a balanced approach to life and wellness by helping cleaning your emotional pantry, not your kitchen pantry. So, Anna, welcome to the podcast. Hi, thank you for having me. Yes, I'll have you. You can uh, say your full name for the uh, the listeners. Sure, I didn't want for to your audience. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Anna Vucetic is my name, and I'm the founder of Balance by Anna. But no worries if you cannot remember the last name. Okay. It's all good. And whenever we finish the interview, I, I'll give you a chance to share you know, where sure. the listeners can find you. But mm-hmm. uh, I always like to start the podcast with having the, the guests share, you know, did you have any struggles with your weight as a child or did it start as an adult? Um, you know, and then if you did have it as a child, was that something your family would maybe get on you about that issue? Uh, I wouldn't say that I had struggles as a young child, but more as a teenager, so around 14 or 15, when my uh, my body really changed. And when I gained quite a bit of weight, we moved abroad. And, you know, the weight gain was probably due to uh, also growth and, like, natural changes that occurred. But also I know that I was quite lonely and, and eating more. So it was kind of uh, like a combined combined effect. And because I was always a rather, um, you know, skinny kid uh, growing up, then, uh, then yeah, it was quite a bit of a shock for for my family and my friends and everyone around me that you know all of a sudden I have gained weight. Um, and the comments were not uh, necessarily you know rude or mean, uh, but more like worrisome, like what happened to you and um, you know what did you do. Uh, 
just like not from a place of how can we help you, but more like what what happened? Like why did you do this? Um, and of course, yes, I was uh, I was uh, uh, you know a little bit like upset with this only, but not so much. I didn't actually even recognize it as such a big problem until it was pointed out. I mean, I knew I gained weight. I'm not, I wasn't blind, but I didn't really think it was such a big deal. But, uh, but like the, the look on people's faces were enough to let me know that this is, that maybe I don't look normal anymore or that I am not good enough. So yeah, I think that this is, this was around four, I was like 14, 15 that summer. Then I lost weight. But that, but I would say pretty much for a decade until I was 24, 25, 26, uh, my, my, my weight didn't go up and down so much, but there was always some comment as if people would be, were able to notice every single change. That's how it felt. Oh, you gained a bit. Oh, you lost a bit. Oh, you're more toned. Did you work out? Like it's like somehow my physical appearance was a very big topic. Like yeah, it's almost like that's the only thing they notice about. Yeah, me. yeah, yeah. Did you yeah, uh, they, try any diets or anything? I know you said you kind of lost some. Was there? Yeah, any I mean, I, I, diet? yeah, it wasn't so much restrictive in the beginning. Like at that time, there wasn't really a lot of um, stuff online, um, so it was more listening to other family members and you know people that you knew lost weight and. I would say that it was more focused on calories and like um, reducing calories, exercising more and uh, removing like the really, really bad foods like or that were considered bad, like sugar and flour and bread and all this kind of, you know, sweets. Um, so that was like that in the beginning. Of course, that was not sustainable because at one point you want to eat all these foods and then you eat too much of it. Yeah. Um, but I would say the fat diets, like the soup diet, the cabbage diet, and this diet or that, like by the name, you know, that happened actually later, like experimenting with, you know, cutting this food group or that food group completely or fully cutting sugar or fully cutting grains and then seeing what's going to happen. So I experimented, uh, but I was, my biggest problem, I believe, was that I was really focused on what I was reading uh without any science to back it up and i was focused on calories without actually even understanding how many calories i need how many calories i'm burning uh what type of exercise i should be doing because i was convinced that cardio is the solution to all my problems yeah i was a proper cardio bunny at one point uh, and refused to lift any weights or do any strength training so again like i think that this is this that was the roller coaster actually like being on a fat diet, doing lots of cardio, gaining it back. Again, it was never like big oscillations, but I could never reach the goal that I wanted. And and again, like the comments were always aligned that uh, they would notice things. Yeah, I'm I'm glad to. And one of the reasons I, I like to have the guests share their story is to show that you've been there, you understand. Mm -hmm. yes, so when you I, when you give the advice, it's not just something you read. Oh, no, no. I lived it. I lived it. I lived it. Uh, for me, like even now, I was just recently talking to one friend about uh, my business and uh, coaching. And 
I have so much empathy for clients because I've really been there and I wish that I had that kind of support because I was just thrown in a doctor's office or nutritionist office and they gave me from a drawer uh, a plan and, you know, said, okay, you have four breakfast, lunch and dinner options, choose. Like that, that was basically it. We didn't have any conversation about my lifestyle, about my habits, about my mindset around it, nothing. So, and very often I was told like, nothing can be done for you. You have a slow metabolism, uh, just deal with it basically and, and eat, you know, rabbit food all the time. Um, but I really, I empathize in that sense because I think it's something that doesn't only affect your body, but really your way you think about yourself. It affects your relationships, uh, you know, friendships, intimate relationships, and it, it certainly affected mine. So I do understand that there is a deeper issue rather than just, you know, under eating or overeating. Um, and, and in, the Balanced Bayana program, I try to focus first on that part and then we tackle the food, you know? So yeah. definitely it's not just a theory for me. Uh, I was, I'm a, you know, if I could win an Olympics in chronic dieting, I would win gold. 100%. I think we all would. We all would. I would win gold. No, no questions about it. So yeah, so I, I have, I have the experience behind it. Yes. Uh, and since you mentioned about the psychological part, how important is it getting your mind ready for the process? Because I think most of us, we just jump into, I got to change my food. I need to change you yeah. know, my exercise. Mm -hmm. I have uh, I have one like strong belief that the way you the way you lose your weight is something that you have to do for the rest of your life if you want to maintain it. Yes. So choose wildly the method how you're going to do it. Because you're going to have, if you want to maintain that weight, that new weight. So if you're eating a hundred calories, a thousand calories, sorry, a day, and you lose the weight in order to maintain, you're going to have to eat a thousand calories for the rest of your life. Yeah. You know what I mean? If you, or, or if you never eat sweets or if you never eat, I mean, whatever, I'm just bouncing some, some things here, but. So for me, the mindset part is actually the first one. So when we start the program, it's really important to understand the history of dieting or disordered eatings. Um, just understand what the people have been up to so far, because there is a definitely a reason if someone has been going up and down 20, 30 pounds for decades. So something that they have done hasn't been sustainable. And usually... If our, if we're not very sure about the reason why we're doing something, then, uh, so if you don't have a strong why, uh, then, um, it's usually linked to an event. I want to lose weight for my wedding, you know, um, summer vacation or whatever. These events pass. So then you gain the weight back because there is not a strong conviction you can stand behind. So if someone says, you know, oh, I need to lose, you know, 25 pounds, I've been struggling to lose them for the past, you know, 15, 20 years. Let's see what you have been doing. Like, where were you in your mindset? And here is where it gets really interesting. Some people will realize that they actually don't even want to lose the weight. Wow. Because, because of the, you know, unattainable standards of beauty and how the good body or the acceptable body has to look like. They feel like they need to diet and they feel guilty if they're not dieting and actually enjoying food. 
or women after birth who feel forced to bounce back, although they deep down don't feel ready to do so. That's like an immediate uh, road to disaster. It will not work because losing weight and the process of losing weight and being consistent and disciplined, not relying on your motivation because motivation is super fleeting. It just like goes away after a couple of days. Yeah. That takes commitment. That takes commitment. So you will see that if someone is struggling with their health, they're super committed because there is a very strong why. You know, I don't want to be on medication and I don't want to have a heart attack and I don't want to not be able to run with my kids. And then these people somehow manage to do it. But you bouncing back after pregnancy, although it's not really in the, you know, in your immediate plan, for some reason you cannot do it. That's because like your mindset is not there yet. You're not ready to do it. So I think that the, uh, it, it's the same with, you know, exercise. It's the same with, um, gaining weight as well or building muscles and uh, same with losing weight. Like understanding why you're doing something is key. What happens usually is that people just go for the either latest or trendy, um, you know, diet or, or, um, you know, eating style, whatever. And I'm not against people trying out things. But just understand that like, what you're doing is what you're going to have to do for the long haul. So like really choose wisely your methods and what you're doing to yourself. Yes, because, you're so right about that. Hmm. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Cut you off. No, and I mean like in the sense that uh, I have no... So again, whenever someone would come to the, come to the office and we, we talk about it, I am not imposing the foods that you should eat giving you suggestions but like you first of all need to like these foods it's impossible that some you know diet out there is going to be it's going to match 100% what you like to eat you know what I mean so that's yeah. also another issue is that you're eating foods that you don't enjoy there is no way once you lose the weight that you'll be like oh I still like to eat spinach although you hate it you know what I mean you're going to stop eating spinach yeah. the goal is achieved you know what I mean and you're going to go back to eating something else that you have been you know depriving yourself from so it's true. So I always say like, what foods do you like to eat? You know, uh, let's say the more nutritious, the less nutritious foods, let's put it all in a plan because this is how you need to live for the rest of your life. So we are building habits. We're building a more or less balanced way of eating. You know, I say like foods for the soul and foods for the body. Yeah. And, and that's, that's the sustainable way, you know? So it's not about me imposing, oh, you're going to cut meat or you're going to cut fish or you're going to cut carbs or whatever. It's you choosing what fits best for you because that's the, you know, that's the way that you can kind of, let's say, um, not only sustain it, but also not feel deprived. Yes. In the long haul, in the long haul. Yes. And I think uh, many of us don't think about the long haul. That was one of the no. things I did years ago as I, I mean, years ago, I had done the restrictive dieting where, I mean, I was eating 1,000 cal calories, exercising two hours for a day for six or seven days. And uh, when I finally was like, enough is enough, I, was, I thought, you know, whatever way I do this, it has to be the rest of my life, which meant the weight loss was slower than I, what I wanted. I could have done mm -hmm. the cabbage soup diet and probably lost. And weight. lost all of yeah. it. Yeah. But, mm -hmm. uh, but then once I, I at least understood enough that I'm not going to be eating cabbage soup the rest of For the my rest life. Of, exactly, exactly. I don't want to. I, agree. I think in today's culture, some of the mindset is shifting a little bit. 
you mentioned about when a lady has a baby and mm-hmm. they're expected to be back in what their pre-pregnancy genes in what, two weeks yeah, or yeah. whatever. I'm thinking that I know some of the celebrities say, look, I can fit in my, my mm-hmm. old genes, mm-hmm. but even some of those are photoshopped, those pictures I've seen. So yeah. uh, it's not really reality. I mean, listen, I have two kids, as you said in your intro, uh, and uh, I, I, I gladly share this story that after both pregnancies, but especially the first one, because the second one, I was kind of aware of my problem. Um, I had a little bit of a hormonal imbalance for over a year due to some um, issues with some hormones, especially prolactin, which is a milk hormone, where I lost a tremendous amount of weight within days. I really thought that I had a serious life-threatening disease, how fast I lost weight. I had no idea what was happening with it, some blood work. So, of course, I shared this only with, like, immediate family or, or friends who kind of were already worried, like, you know, like, you look like a skeleton and your baby is not even a month old. However, for people who didn't know the story, this is where the tricky part is. No one actually said, like, What's going on? Everyone was like, you're so lucky. Uh, I wish I could bounce back like you. But like, what bouncing back? I am like 15 pounds lighter than before pregnancy. This is not even bouncing back. This is so much worse. But the comments I received was like, you never look better. Like, kids suit you. You should always be pregnant. You know, because, and that's, these are some of these aha moments where I was like, okay, this is really twisted. You always want to satisfy other people. You want to look good. You want to receive good comments, but it's actually never enough. And you're never, you know, enough for other people because they always have an opinion. But once I got to the point that the fact that I was really unwell was considered, you know, beautiful and successful, not even beautiful, but like a big success, like you did it, you made it, you have such a strong willpower, you know, to pull through whatever the pregnancy, you know, weight I've gained, then I kind of understood, okay, this is not really healthy. Um, and it made me, it made me reassess a little bit how we talk about bodies during pregnancy, we talk about pregnancies, but in general, uh, postpartum, losing the baby weight, so on and so forth. So the fact that someone is losing faster or not fast enough is really so individual. And again, to come back to the mindset, the mindset is also important. So some people already sooner, some later. No rush there, in my opinion. Yeah, it's, it depends on where you're at in your life. Um, Absolutely. Like several years ago, for me, I wasn't at a place where I was able to concentrate on you know, the area of food because I was just trying to survive with money and I was living yeah. somewhere where it wasn't like I didn't have any heat for a few years. So I'm, I was in survival mode. So mm-hmm. trying to take care of myself physically wasn't even on my mind because I was just right. trying to make sure I had a decent place to live. So it, it just depends on where you're at because I've had some people reach out to me and um, I tell them, you got to remember, this has been years I've been working on this. This just didn't happen overnight with the getting my food plan and my exercise and, mm-hmm. and things like that. So I try to encourage them to, you know, like you said, to start with where you are. Are you ready right now? Because yeah. if you're not, you know, focus Don't on whatever it. you need to focus on. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. I think, uh, but this is, again, like we're always chasing something you know, the next best thing or having more of something or doing more of something, always feeling, always left with this feeling of not being enough. I do recognize that also like 
in my life, I am not always balanced. So balanced by Anna is more like a holistic approach that like generally in life I'm balanced, not on an everyday basis. Yes. So some days I, I eat a little bit less healthy, a little bit more healthy, but I try to balance it out and be aware of it. But I would say that I think that there are moments, especially let's say if you, you know, if you gave birth or something where um, you might not be interested in working out immediately. You know what I mean? Even if you can do it physically, but it's just not on your mind. So doing something which is only giving you additional stress is really not worth it. Because what happens is like, again, you're going to be doing it for two, three, four, five days, and then you drop it. And then when you drop it, you say, oh, I'm such a failure. I cannot keep up with the regime. And like, and saying these things to yourself is then making you do certain behaviors or act in a certain way which are not, you know, serving you. So then it's usually goes, okay, I'm not going to work out at all because I'm not able to maintain this. Then why eat healthy? Then you just kind of, you know, just like go completely in the other extreme. So my, my advice uh, when people come is like, okay, why? Where are we in your stage of life? Where are we? You know, what's happening? Because people do come with various... Uh, you know, like ideas like I got it, you know, I'm getting a divorce and therefore I'm going to lose all the weight. And, you know, I am getting married. You know, It doesn't matter. But like we need to kind of assess like what's really happening. What's behind this uh, willingness to control the number on the scale? Yeah. Um, sounds like that you help to guide them through the, you know, especially if there's divorce. They Here they call it like you get the revenge body or something. The revenge like body. Yeah. That's yeah. like, oh. I don't know. I don't like that term uh, because it's the same either. thing. It's, it's it's the same like bouncing back after a baby, you know, like, oh, now you're a mom with a super, you know, hot body. I don't really like it because w- it's the revenge against what? Like, you know, it takes two to get a divorce. Uh, so you are, this is the revenge against him or her. This is this is the choice that you made to get married and to get a divorce, or like you saw that it's not working anymore. So for me, this is again what I fear that happens is that like you get to that stage where you have that revenge body, and now what? Yeah, it's, it's what it, do you it, do? It, it, what do you do with it? You know what I mean? Like you look yourself in the mirror, like oh, I look great, but the mindset that was driving you, like I'm going to show him or her you know, what he or she has lost, it really doesn't serve you afterwards. Because you're just left with that body. And that's about it. Like, I really understand that because, okay, I didn't uh, go for the revenge body, but I really thought that like, if I get to that number, I will be happy. Yeah. Like, all my problems will disappear. I will be happy. You know, I will be more attractive. It never happened. It never happened. All of my insecurities about how I looked drove people away, which doesn't mean that the moment I lost weight that I was more secure. It had nothing to do with it. Like I was the same and people were like, oh, you lost weight. Oh, you gained weight. But like how much they were drawn to me had nothing to do with the number on the scale. It Because the, my energy was absolutely the same. I didn't have confidence then. I didn't have <laughs> confidence afterwards. So like this, the, the way we look ourselves and the body image question that comes up, it's all in the mind. So 
it doesn't matter if you if I lost the weight or I had like you know a hormonal problem or whatever I was still acting the same way without yeah. enough confidence well, so that's that hasn't changed actually yeah I uh, I've shared my story in old uh, newer uh, episodes behind mm-hmm. that that uh, when I had reached I called it the magic number on the scale, I was like, why am I not happy? Why do I still feel sad? And I still wasn't outgoing because I thought, hey, I'm just going to get out there and live Mm -hmm. this great life. And then, you know, I'll get lots of dates because I didn't date a lot. Well, I still don't. But, you know, back then it was, I was in college and all my friends were dating and like, well, I'm not dating anybody. But I think part of it, like you said, was my attitude. Why why would someone want to come to me when I was so timid and shy and and thought that well, no one wants to talk to me and things like yeah. that. And and uh, you know the mental part, like you said, I had to learn. It's not just the physical. Yeah, the physical might draw them to you, but what's going to keep not just romantic relationships, but your friends too? Do they want to be around somebody who's always just complaining all the time about things? Mm-hmm. No, I wouldn't want yeah. to. So no. uh, so yeah, you have to work on that part of it too. I agree, and also I think that. Uh, at least in my case, I felt that uh, you get, when you see like the number of the scale, you get this half a day adrenaline rush. Like yeah. I made it, you know, like I, the number is there and you're kind of proud and like, because you know the effort that you put into it and then it just dissipates. But then it's really, at least for me, then it was worse. After some time, it was worse because it really didn't bring the joy I expected. Yeah, it didn't bring you know uh, the boyfriend I wanted, or the, the, my relationship wasn't better for it. So then it's like a big, it's a big slap in the face, actually, to understand that you know my struggle and my you know over exercising and under eating and whatever is not doing anything for the people around me. Like you know, like they just uh, they view me the same. Because I am actually acting the same. I didn't work on my mindset. I didn't work on my behavior. I didn't work on my self-esteem, self-confidence, nothing. I just focused on, you know, the number on, you know, the, the gene size or whatever. So, um, so yeah, that's why I really believe that. And that's why in um, the Balance by Anna program, the psychology part is combined with the wellness or the nutrition part just so that we don't enter this trap, this mindless dieting without understanding, you know, the reasons behind it. Have you ever had anyone that when you started with the why, you know, part where they're like, you know what, this isn't for me. I really don't want to do this. Of course. And usually, and usually it's uh, women who, again, um, are trying to lose the baby weight. And then they're like, you know what, this actually... I cannot do it right now. I am not sleeping. You know, I'm tired. I'm cranky. My baby is teething. Whatever. You know, I, yeah. I am. I'm not capable of keeping up with the exercise or eating regimen right now. That happens a lot. Uh, and also, I would say, like you know, when I meet people who are or women, especially who are in their fifties, and she says, "Oh, since I've been 35." You know, I've had trouble with this and that after some pregnancy at that point. You know, my kid is 17 now and they never lost the weight. But then when you assess their life, they're, they seem to be happy. You know, like let's say that they seem to be happy in a nice relationship. The kids are growing up. All is fine. They have a good job. When you ask them why, it's like, ah, it's just like to feel more confident. But, you know, like 
that's again, we come back to this topic of the confidence in your body and, and what needs to happen. Because of course you can lose some weight if you feel uncomfortable, but it's more mourning, mourning the weight that you had rather than like being obsessed with having. It's not that they're actually chasing that number. It's yeah. more like, oh, I used to, you know, pre-kids uh, have this weight and now the kids are all grown up and now let me go back. I'm sorry, but you're 20 years older now. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's, there are some things that have, you know, changed. You're menopausal right now and yeah. you weren't, you know, like your hormones are different. Your body structure is different. Your body fat is different. Like there are some biological things that have happened. Like you had three kids, you know? So, and then through conversations, you realize, oh, actually, listen, the problem is that kids are leaving home and my husband and I are alone. And, you know, then you un you understand that there is much more behind it rather yeah. than, you know, um, the weight loss. So, yes, of course, it, it happens. It happens. One of the things I encourage people to do, because it's one of the easiest ways to kind of uh, work on your confidence is, you know, try to dress better. Because I used to mm -hmm. dress in the larger T-shirts and the jeans. I, I would never try to, um, you know, like feel better with the clothes I wore. Yeah. So I started, okay, I'm going to start wearing nice clothes. And uh, it's amazing. I started getting more compliments. I hadn't lost any weight at that point. But yeah. people were like, wow, Gwen, you look really nice. You know, um, <laughs> or, you know, it's like, what did you do different? Well, I got some new clothes, you know, or something like yeah, that. Or I, I put on a little makeup. Yeah. And that yeah. was anything so I mean that and then that made me want to try and do other things okay try to eat better okay mm -hmm. maybe I start exercising a little bit and it, it just got that ball rolling to where it didn't feel like like you said okay it's only about that number that I need to reach people were giving me compliments before that so when I did start to lose the weight it just it was more of an extension of what I'd already started yeah well I mean for me it's quite the same because I feel that um I was if I look back on some photos, which I also encourage my clients, like bring me photos when you were so happy with your weight yeah. and then they show you a photo and they tell you the story behind it, which is a complete misery. <laughs> I used to, in during my recovery, I was doing the same. So I was looking at photos, how I used to dress, but it doesn't even matter how I used to dress. I know how I felt. Yeah. I was miserable. I was hungry. I was irritated because no one was noticing my efforts or like it didn't, you know, there was nothing, there was no magic that happened. Yeah. Um, but then, for example, now, like, so I have two kids. One is almost nine, one is almost five. If you'd say nine years ago and now I weigh, you know, seven, eight, nine kilos more and I feel super confident in my body. Uh, and I, now when I think with this mind, I'm like, I would, never dress the way I dress now nine years ago like, and I'm not saying that I'm dressing you know in an extravagant way but just like I have more confidence to wear certain clothes that are maybe more revealing or shorter you know skirts or whatever which I was with less weight on me I just didn't feel comfortable so it wasn't about you know it's not really the number it was really how I felt about myself about how I, what I saw in the mirror and it didn't really reflect the inner feelings of really not being enough. Yeah, I think that kind of gets into, because one of the questions I was going to ask you is about yeah. self-acceptance of where you are now. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. Is that, I mean, that kind of goes with what we were just talking about with 
um, if you can't accept who you are right now, you're not going to be happy when you get that 10 pounds off or that 15 or 20. Uh, I have, do you find that with your clients, that's a hard thing for them to do? Like if you told yes. them, are you happy right now? Yeah, they're um, all unhappy. They all say, I will love my body when I lose 15 kilos. I'm like, you need to love your body in order to be able to lose 15 kilos. Sorry, I, I talk in kilos, pounds, whatever. So, um, so you will not, if you hate your body now, you will not love it with 15 pounds less. If you love your body now, you will love it. Here's my point. If there are things in your life that you hate, what is your attitude towards these things? You avoid it. You say negative things about it. Mm -hmm. You don't want to think about it. Like, I hate running. I don't run, right? I mean, why would I run? Why would I torture myself? I hate it. If I hate my body, what's going to be the attitude that I have during my weight loss journey? Don't eat this. You're pigging out. You're gross. You don't deserve to be skinny. Uh, look at all your friends, you're eating more than them, you are never going to lose the weight, so on and so forth. This is what you're going, you're not going to be nice and encouraging and supportive. I mean, towards yourself. So it will not work. It's perfectly fine to want to change some habits and to lose weight and, you know, to be healthier and improve your biomarkers. Like that's all fine. But in the process if we're not talking about a quick fix of, you know, three weeks, um, you know, getting it all off, if we talk yeah. that it's a longer process, you need to love and enjoy the process and the habits you're creating, the behaviors you're changing, and the mindset that goes with it. So you say, okay, listen, I've been drinking quite a bit. Let's try to reduce this. Or I have been eating only junk food. Let's try to minimize this to once a week. Just like to see how I will feel. Oh, my digestion improved, my energy levels improved, I sleep better, I don't have acne anymore, so on and so forth. So, but you need to tell yourself these stories and you know, give yourself a pat on the back, like, oh, okay, there is a change happening. I'm drinking more water than soda. I am moving more. That's what I want to hear from my clients. Yeah. I don't want to be like, when will I hit this number? You will not hit it if you're stressed out and if you're hating the process. You need yeah. to, it's really hard to, to explain that you need to enjoy this process because when you reach your goal, everything you have done so far, you need to continue doing it to maintain it. What we spoke. So you yeah. need to continue exercising, eating mostly healthy foods, stressing less, you know, sleeping more and so on and so forth. If you hate all of that, there is no way you're going to continue. So you need to start enjoying it and be like, okay. So I don't like to move, but it makes me feel good. I will, you know, develop a strategy and a discipline to do it. And then it will become like brushing teeth. It will be just part of my life, you know, like not drinking sodas so much or yeah. whatever it is that, you know, you're trying to change. If the attitude is negative, then no, I mean, it will not work. I mean, it's the same thing. I always say like if I have, I have gone to nutritionist and then they told me, oh, you need to eat. I mean, it's the bloody kale and spinach. I really. I'm not a fan. So, you know, like if I would eat to satisfy them, but all along I am like negative and bitchy about it. What, where's the logic that once I reach the goal, I will be like, oh, I'm making a kale shake now. You know what I mean? Like it's close to nothing, like it's close to zero, the chance of that happening. So I, I think that like where you are now, you acknowledge it, you know how you got here. 
where you want to go and now which take steps and you're like, okay, I can do this very consciously, aware of the steps, aware of the triggers, because triggers and setbacks are part of, you know, uh, having a healthier lifestyle, very normal thing to experience. And then you kind of, okay, this in the last six months or nine months or however, you know, I have managed to change several things and I can easily continue implementing them in my life. That's sustainable change. Yeah. One of the things I, even yesterday, when we were talking about the self-talk for yourself, um, Mm My, my, I'm not a very, I mean, I'm, I'm a pear shape, but I'm just a mm-hmm. smaller pear shape. Mm-hmm. But I, uh, I was saying, you know what? I like my legs because they help me, you know, like I was riding my bike, you know, they, they're strong. Um, you know, instead of saying, boy, my legs aren't as skinny as what I exactly. would like them to be. Exactly. Yeah. Or even my arms, you know, when I'm trying to, I still have a little bit of the flappy thing, even though I do weights, but I'm like, you know what? I like my little flappy thing. Cause that means that I've lost some fat off my arms. Yes, exactly. <laughs> you know, so it's, you know, that self-talk instead of saying, oh, I hate my flappy arms. Or I hate that my legs aren't as small as so-and-so's legs. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like, oh, great. So, it doesn't you know. help you. I mean, it really doesn't help you. Yeah. It, and it is important to, to understand that, you know, like at one point um, you will have to, have to, um, you know, find something that works for you. You know, like, is it okay? You like to run? I hate to run. You run and I will just like, you know, skip, you know, a jumping rope or something. Yeah. Or walk. I ride but, my bike. Or walk or walk or ride a bike, whatever you want to do. But like, it's really figuring out. Uh, and that's why I don't like to follow so much what other people say. I like to get their knowledge. I like to get their experience. And then I try it and then I pick what works for me. And yeah. along the way, I really want to enjoy process of getting stronger fitter healthier whatever my goal is uh one of the things i think um i saw on your list of your, one of your specialties is mm-hmm. talk about the difference between discipline and mm-hmm. self-discipline mm-hmm. i think many times we just kind of group that together so can you share with the audience yeah. what's the difference mm-hmm. between that mm-hmm. sure well there is a difference between discipline and self-discipline uh discipline is something that is usually imposed by the outside world like you cannot cross on the red light otherwise you get fined and we we fear like the consequences of not respecting those rules like you get a fine you go to jail whatever like this yeah. is this is being disciplined when we talk about self discipline this is something which is internal and this is where you make up your own rules there is no fear behind it but you are the one who is saying okay i exercise 5 times a week 4 times a week so no one is going to put you to jail if you don't do it. Yeah. So you know what I mean? But like this is, that's the inner discipline. So I always encourage, um, and I talk more about discipline or in, more about inner discipline, actually, rather than motivation. Um, because I do believe that like each one of us can create our own set of rules. What we eat, how we eat, when we eat, you know, something that we are comfortable with. Uh, how we move, whatever it is, uh, rather than, again, being pushed from the outside world. You need to, you know, run 10 miles every second day and yeah. do 50. Who says that I have to? Again, I am comparing this to, you know, stopping at the red light. This I have to. This I don't. So I create my own ways how I 
operate with my health. And this is my inner discipline. So, and I don't, I don't impose it on others. I just impose it on myself. I don't fear it because I feel comfortable with it. So that's the, that's the difference. And that's what I'm trying to tell people. Like being disciplined is not a bad thing because we, the, the assumption is that you are comfortable with the set of quote unquote rules you have made for yourself. And you're also comfortable when you break those rules because they're yours. I didn't impose them on you, you know? So yeah. you don't have to worry and you don't have to stress about it. It's just your guidance, how you are living your, you know, life. It's your blueprint and it's okay it's that blueprint. it's not like somebody else's blueprint. Exactly. Exactly. Well, Anna, um, I think today's episode will help a lot of people. And actually Thank the you. part you just said about discipline has actually kind of shifted the way I think about it. But before we go, uh, I want you to share with the listeners how they can find you on social mm -hmm. media or your website, you know, find your program. Yeah, sure. They uh, can find me on social media, Facebook uh, and Instagram, uh, Balance by Anna page on both of them, website, uh, balancedbyanna.com. On my website, I really share quite a bit of stuff on my blog, uh, some really cool freebies that they can get if they join the newsletter. So uh, I would suggest if they want to read more about what I do and my programs that they go to my website. So balanced by Anna with one N. Okay. Yeah. And I'll put all of that in the show notes so they sure. can just click the link yeah. to get to it. Excellent. Well, again, thank you for being on the podcast and uh, you have a good day. Thank you for having me. The information provided in this podcast is for informational purposes only. The views of any guest on the podcast are their own. The host of this podcast is not a medical doctor, nurse, or health professional. You should consult with your doctor, nurse, or health professional before you begin any weight loss or maintenance or exercise program.